Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are also encased in a block of ice. In a block of ice, yes. Also for 48 hours. What are you guys doing to each other David in Toledo? Blaine. That was at... Uh, yeah, David Blaine. That literally That is. was at Sam's Toyota. <laughs> Come out to Sam's Toyota. See the man buried in a block you're, of ice. You're moving some Camrys You were David oh, Blaine God. before David Blaine. By the way, the David Blaine thing. So I lived in New York while he was in this sort yep. of case. Do you remember him yeah. hanging? Yeah. And it was a clear... Yeah. I, the whole time. He was there for 48 hours. I'm like... I've done that. <laughs> it was it was absolutely in front of my apartment in New York on Riverside Boulevard, um, and the whole time, and it was a Trump building, and Trump was there. He's trumpeting, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I the whole time I was thinking, I've done that, David, David Blaine, I've done that. Iron, have you ever been hypnotized? No, I'm scared to. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm, do it. I, I'm afraid of what I might. What would my pop out? Yeah. <laughs> like, so are all the thoughts you have about like everyone you work with, do they come out when you're hypnotized? They, I don't know if it's they truth might. serum. Yeah. 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 I don't I'm trust sure. I don't trust myself to get hypnotized. I'm sure it can be used as truth serum, right? Yeah. I, I mean, if you can live in a block of ice for a couple of yeah. days and be buried alive, there's I, probably a lot you I'm can do. I'm used to people saying, you know, the those shows in Vegas where all of a sudden somebody says bark like a dog, or every yeah. time you hear the word whatever, it's like, boom, 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 boom. Uh, I don't know if I believe in that. They, they do those at halftime of NBA games sometimes. They'll bring a hypnotist out, and he'll start hypnotizing you know, fans, 10 or 15 of them. And the stuff they make him do is scares the crap out of me. I, I, I'm afraid it, I would— It's uh, the physical stuff that's really like, like, to your point, bark like a dog every time you hear the word fire engine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we can all do that. But they put a, a, a smaller person between two chairs or just the back of their head, just their heels. Yes. And they can hold that position for— 10 minutes yeah that's yeah. i mean unless you're a gymnast or some contortion nobody can do that and they pull somebody out of that that's when you're like okay maybe there's something to it yeah um hey can i circle back to something you guys were talking about earlier you say no on trevor bauer mace i know you're a hard no yeah. on i'm trevor a hard bauer. no on trevor bauer. So, yeah, yeah. what are you i'm a no okay so isn't the only question we should be asking does he help you win now, no, if he's against, so. no, it's a little bit like the Carlos so. Correa conversation. Right. Uh, the Dodgers came out and said, no, we understand that a significant portion of the fan base would not be happy with us if we signed Carlos Correa. And so they opted out of any conversations with him. That was the organization reacting to public opinion that they heard from fans. The Dodgers have been very reluctant to engage in PR things that may not be popular. Yeah, Roldis Chapman Chapman is a good example of that. Trevor Bauer, when he was originally accused of what he was accused of, they very quickly got him out the door. Do do you remember how that that. story ended? There was no charges filed. No, no, I'm talking about Chapman. He went to to the Yankees. No, he did not. He went, the the, he went oh, to the he went to the Cubs and right, made right. the last out that eliminated the Dodgers in the National League Championship Series, which happened to be the night of your dad's service. Because uh, I was driving back from it must have been in October. Yeah, it was in October because I was driving back from the desert October where we 20th, went out something like to, that to yep. celebrate the life of Mesa's dad, and we're driving back, and I went. If they bring a Roldis Chapman into closest game, because it was kind of a one-sided game, yeah, yeah. cups her head. I go, isn't that like the ultimate slap in the face to the Dodgers? And sure enough, they did. Although I don't, I don't. I mean, obviously, it was terrible in the moment, but I, I actually agree with the Dodgers and their move. Still, their decision. So, so the question to ask yourselves is: Okay, if let's say the Dodgers pass on Trevor Bauer, like you guys all want him to, and Trevor Bauer goes and signs with the Braves. And in Game 7 of the National League Championship Series, he throws a two-hitter and you're out. I can live with it. Okay. Yeah, me too. I can live with That's it. That's a question. Me too. And, yeah. and, by and the just way, to add to that, that means the Dodgers are paying the $22 million minus, I in think, other words, minus get, the 700000 the, the minimum yep. I think the only Atlanta. question you should ever ask is, does he help us win? And the, in the case of Bauer, the answer to that may be no. He may poison the clubhouse so much, and the guys don't want him there, that it serves as a— Like, here's, here's another example in a difference between Mason and I. 
I think if Kyrie wants to come here next year, the Lakers are crazy to pass great. on him. I think he's and just, Mason won't I touch him with a 10 foot ball. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's an automatic what, nightmare. Okay, what, what's the nightmare been when they've won 17 of their last 18 games and he's it, been their best what, player? What was, it's been the what, nightmare every time it, other no than the 17 what, of 18 it, games. It, right. There's going to be all kinds of drama and all you kinds of other stuff. Great for talk radio, but I don't want Kyrie. That's another reason. Yeah. That's a different conversation altogether. From a content perspective, that makes Different content. Yeah. I'll throw this out there because I think what John is asking, we talked about Correa before he signed with San Francisco. And by the way, Correa then, may come back around. Here. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. He still, is not still out signed. there. Signed with San Francisco, you, then signed with the Mets, but have not signed. What if you could get Correa one year, $10 million? No. Yeah, I, I would do it. No, he. So, I mean, yeah, John, would, John this is going to go to your case because as big of a Dodger fan as they come, he was making the case. Ramona was sitting here, if you remember, right, right. Mace? And, and Trav was making the case, look, I've watched the Dodgers over the last X amount of years. They do not have a shortstop right now. I'd like to win. Right. But for some reason, and I think there are a lot of people that feel this way, that the Correa thing is different than the Bauer thing. And and there are some differences to it. Because I I think if you think that you'd rather have in the Correa situation, you're okay with him signing, but you're not okay with Bauer— there are kind of there are some differences there, and I, I mentioned him. L.A. Times had done a poll. Dodgers Nation it's did 50, a poll. Fifty fifty. It's basic, and and the Dodgers Nation was more closer to sixty percent that they want Trevor. Sixty percent yes. Sixty percent. The L.A. Yes. Times was fifty one percent yes. Forty nine percent no. So you're not. There are a lot of people. I think Dodger fans that that view your, right. your take on this the similar way. Well, and and this comes down to a decision too on how good is the player. Very. Well, like, for example, when Kobe went through Colorado, if that's a lesser player, you just cut him. But Kobe was so valuable that the Lakers stood behind him. Now, Trevor Bauer has not been charged with a crime. Correct. It's a he said, she said kind of thing. Yep. And I've read every piece, and some of it's pretty ugly. I've read every piece of evidence out there. There's a reason he hasn't been charged with a crime. Now, if you want to morally judge him and say he's a bad guy, I can totally see that argument. And, and that's enough for you to say he's out. But then you can't complain if he comes back and beats you. No, I, I, and I, I won't. can live with it. I I don't want it to go that way. But if that were the end result of the decision to move on from him, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I think okay, because the the associate the only I, I guess here's where we differ. You say the only question to ask is if it will help us win. Right. I think winning comes at a price, and that's not one I want to pay. Right. So it and and this comes up every year. With with, you know, some types of players in some type of, of every league. We right. should also pay, say, league. by the way, there's no, no indication necessarily that somebody's going to sign Trevor Bauer. Right, and and somebody I think you will. guys talked about trading him. I think he's I think he's untradeable. I think that they're, they're yeah. just waiting. Even the pennies on the dollar. No, I wouldn't even. I, I don't even think teams will give up. No, because I think people him. know the Dodgers going to cut him, well, and then he'll come at the minimum. Correct. Yeah. Then you're in a different. But I agree with you that he is virtually untradeable but if you think he's going to be available to you in free agency and then you can go there but if there's 10 teams that are kicking the tires in free agency and all i got to do is give up a, a low-level prospect or two right then really what is the cost i agree you're not going to get equal value or anywhere near it but i do think that there's a scenario i'll give you another you another scenario that's being kicked around in the nba the Charlotte Hornets have a player named Miles Bridges who's yes. really, really good. Mm-hmm. He was involved in a very ugly domestic violence situation that has him out of the league right now. They very, I think for my happen. mark, intentionally floated a trial balloon about two weeks ago that they're bringing him back. Mm-hmm. That basically they think he served, he served his time and that they're going to bring him back. Um, if you go back and look at the Cubs for when they signed a role as Chapman and then went on to win the World Series, they paid no price for that. They yeah. didn't take a PR hit, nothing. I mean, well, it, we don't know what it was, in, what it was like in Chicago when they actually did sign. We well, don't know what the public, uh, what the public reaction was the day they said a Roldis Chapman is on our team. I talked to several people that were around that in Chicago, and they said if he helps the Cubs win the World Series, that he'll be. He won't pay for a drink for the rest of his life. I get that, but I also think that there's a a different standard. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's different that when the player that is involved in the 
ugly thing yep. goes to the next place and they do the, I've learned my lesson, yep. I regret my mistakes, and all these things, you get the proverbial fresh start somewhere else. Right. I think it's much easier in the new place as opposed to coming back and by the way, with, that have been here before. With Trevor Bauer, I don't think you're going to get the, I've made a mistake, well, I learned my lesson. Clearly, said, you're, you're not, not going to get that. Clearly, he has right. made it and, very crystal clear. I didn't do anything wrong. Yep. I, I, and he's, yeah, he's like tripled down on he, that. Absolutely, he has, and there have been I'll no charges filed. But I, I would be, and I, I keep coming back to this. I don't want to see him pitch for the team that I root for. Yeah, I, and I, don't I, I can't, I can't okay. even. I have a hard you, time rooting for him. I, very. Well, very. But here's the other thing. It, it, I can't tell you how much of this comes down to how good the player is. Uh, I'll give you a crystal clear example. Joe Mixon. And, sure. um, you know, there's video of Joe Mixon punching a girl right. in the face. Yeah. In the face. Like, drops her like a bag of rocks. It's really ugly. Um, and Joe Mixon basically served his time, okay, for what he did. And the Bengals drafted him high, and now he's a star running back in Cincinnati, and nobody talks about it. Who was the running back in ball? Ray Rice. Yeah, yeah Ray Never Rice. played again. Never played again because the he wasn't as good as Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon had just right. started. Ray Rice was at the So end we're of- not even talking about this if Trevor no. Bauer didn't win the Cy Young uh, Award three years Trevor ago. Trevor Bauer is one of the five best pitchers on the planet. Right. And he, he's he, super nerdy into it. Yeah. And, you he's, know. he's a terrific athlete, but doesn't mean he has to be here. You know that he will pitch again. I'm I'm virtually certain of it, but it doesn't mean he has to pitch here. And the I, case, I can and live and, with him going somewhere else. And the case, and that that's kind of what we were talking about. You had some listeners that called in. If you're looking at these athletes as, hey, I'm holding uh, the moral high ground based on no, you there is a there's definitely I think a piece of a fan base that's always going to say, does he help us win? Does he not? Are you close to a World Series? Are you not? Do the Dodgers need a pitcher? They do. And we'll see what eventually I, happens. I remember when I was working as a, this is years and years ago. I was working as a TV reporter in San Diego, and I'm down at spring training, and uh, Joe McElvain was the GM of the Padres, and I'm in his office, and he goes, "Hey, I'm going to tip you on something." I said, "What?" He goes, "I'm going to sign Gary Sheffield," mm. and I said, "Why? Isn't he like throwing balls?" Right. He was in, trying to tank into it on the purpose stands in on purpose yeah. in Milwaukee and yeah. hitting like 170. He goes, "Yeah, he's not trying." I go, "Well, then why do you want that guy?" Because he he's awesome. He goes. <laughs> You can't replace sheer talent. And he goes, if he if he acts up here, we'll just cut him. But he, they went and signed him. He they got him around Fred McGriff, who I think he was was his uncle or his cousin or something. And and they both went off for like he hit like three thirty with thirty homers, and it was Jeez. like McIlvain was right the whole time. And Sheffield basically never had another issue. It went went from the Padres to the Marlins to the Dodgers to Yankees. Yeah, and and was great. He might might end up in the Hall of Fame. But that was day. not a that was not a moral issue. He was, well, well, I guess he was it, throwing he balls was tank- into the stands was, on purpose. He was tanking, it's, but that's a more palatable moral yeah. issue. Yeah, if you it's, will. Yeah. it's it's something that you can. You it's more say, comparable to why you don't want Kyrie. He was correct. like drama. He would create drama. Yes. Anybody who'd be willing to throw a ball into the stands on purpose did, to did, get did, traded. Does this, does this factor into it? When he was initially accused of the thing, there weren't a single person in a Dodger uniform or an executive that had the, hey, listen, I think he's a pretty good guy, except blah, 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 blah. It was a... We're, he didn't he's have gone, the backing. He's suspended, right. and they they locked that thing down. So there I was think it was no more, support for him at I all. I think I think it was true. By the way, what you just said, but I think it was more of we were in the middle of the Me Too revelations. It was the Weinstein trial. It was everything. It was nobody wanted to be on the wrong side of domestic violence, even in an argument. I think that all the Dodger. If you notice, they didn't. They didn't come out against him. They wouldn't talk about it. They didn't say anything. They, they just shut everything. Like, no comment, top and, to bottom. When the Dodgers acquired him originally, and, and like we've been talking about here for a few minutes, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's been on four teams in seven years right? Yeah. as one of the best pitchers in baseball. That in and of itself that is a usually flag. happen. He's, really, he's, he's, he's Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> two yeah. of those years, yeah. he had a 6.79 ERA and a 4.79 ERA. So is he really one of the best pitchers on the planet? He had two good years. Yeah. Well, he was last, good with the Dodgers. He was good with the Reds. He was good with the Indians. Before that, before that he had a rough year. Yeah, but 6. The, last, the last full season he pitched, he won the Cy Young Award. Correct. And that was a shortened season. He was in Arizona for a hot minute, right? They drafted right. yeah. like second or third overall. He and Garrett yeah. Cole went. Well, right he got run out of Cleveland when he threw the ball into the stands. And nearly <laughs> cut his finger off with a drone. Yeah. I mean, and never- then <laughs> um, got to the Dodgers and ran into this problem. So he's, he's Kyrie. Drama is going to follow him wherever he goes. But 
Look at the numbers Kyrie's putting up. Well, we'll see where he goes. Three weeks. Yeah, we'll see where. Yeah, right. We'll see what that well, looks you like. You want to bet against the Nets right now? <laughs> not, <laughs> not right now. So let's check I'll, in again. I'll tell you what. They, I, yeah. I, I, they they've won eleven people. in a row. Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you what. I know people who say they should have sold high on Anthony Davis. That well, when he was on a guys, tear, that would have been a good spot guys, to what, trade what, him. What is more high likely value. true? Everything that Kyrie has done. Or the last month. Yeah. What is more likely a representation of His history of is. is going to repeat itself. Right, but his talent has never been under question, and True. I think that's kind of the same with Bauer. It's just, can he stay drama-free? That's what you're betting on. And what I would argue, as somebody who would be okay if the Dodgers brought Bauer back, is I would say... He's not on a short leash. He's on no leash. I know you. The minute okay. the minute he does anything, you just cut him. You said you'd be okay if they did it. Do you think they'll do it? No, no, neither. No, I, matter, fa- matter of fact, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that on, they have to make a decision by Friday. Yeah, they're going to release him. I think so too. I think that's the end result. Yeah, of this. I think that's it. The fifteenth is Friday, right? That's yep. the yeah. date. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they'll. Release oh, I think it. no, isn't it this Friday? It's I think this they Friday. Decide by this Friday. Oh, it's this Friday. This Friday. Yeah. They, they made the this sixth. decision long before the article. Absolutely. And by the way, you can see they're expecting the Bauer salary based yeah. on the way they've handled no the offseason. Mm-hmm. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ah! Everybody is in the house for, for the, the first, first time. time in weeks. Yeah. Good afternoon, Mace. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. <laughs> what, have you gone full Michael Jackson on me when I've been gone? Or no, what? no. So, first of all, the little clip was us doing uh, the Chipmunks Christmas yeah. song. That was okay. why we are all high-pitched. And then, good afternoon. We all Finally, I relented and watched the movie Spirited. <laughs> and there's a great song in it called Good Afternoon. Oh, okay. Which is essentially saying F off. Right? It's, yes, that's exactly it's what exact, it's saying. Good afternoon. And it's code been, for get lost. Right, and they've yeah. been saying it to me for like two weeks, and now... <laughs> hey, just let one fly and you'll be smiling pretty soon. Like this. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You pop his ass. You pop his ass. And that's Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, yeah, right? such a good okay. movie. And I don't know what took me so long to watch. I I've had it on my Will iPad Ferrell. since Bergman told me to download it, and I haven't watched it yet. You love a good musical. I know. It's a, it's a good old-fashioned I know. Maybe musical. I'll do it when we go to New York later in the month. They I, could take that show directly to Broadway for next year and the holidays, and they would sell it out, and it's already pre-made Broadway show. There you go. So we are going to re—I guess we're not going to reset Mythical Money, John, if you remember this. Right, we've got to like dump water on somebody's we've head to get our yes, money back. Exactly, right? you get a hundred thousand dollars if you dump water. And we on have the month, random. right? You have the entire month of okay. January. And what are the parameters of the dumping water? On we can't head? do it to one of the four of us. That's too easy, too and it's easy. too obvious because yeah, you're and both it would be it, it would be fun. Yeah, and now, you're not allowed yeah. to tell the person in advance why you're doing it. No, no. Once you do it, John, you're right? You only have sixty seconds. You have to stand there for sixty seconds afterwards. Well, you could do that, but I mean, I I think. I think it's the, the fact we're doing the fact you do it, dump it and run is what I say. <laughs> you know, you never, you never know. Yeah, how they're gonna how react. Somebody's gonna react. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, walk in. Come on. So, yeah, so, you know. So at some point this month, in order to get back in the mythical money, yeah, uh, I only game, have a thousand dollars. I only have three. Uh, me and Ireland both have to dump. Uh, water Bergman, how much money you got? Head. About one hundred and twelve. Oh, yeah, you don't need it. No, yeah, Jorge's don't need got like one point three million. Jorge has two hundred ninety-five thousand. I have one hundred twenty-one thousand. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Uh, and we're supposed to be the smart ones. So, uh, John, so I, I don't know. I got uh, I got a new puppy dog. 
Yeah, Ron. Ron. I love the that dog. name. Ron the dog. How's Ron the dog doing so far? He is doing great. Now, do you I know- have my puppy in training right now, and it's hard, man. Do you know the backstory of Ron the dog? No. Okay. So Ron the dog uh, we got from a shelter, and uh, Ron the dog was part of a hoarder situation in Cabazon. This lady with dementia had 72 dogs in her house. Including Ron. Including Ron. Okay. So Ron comes to the shelter, and we adopt him. Uh, and I feel really good. We, we saved him. He does miss his... Se- he misses 50 of his 71 brothers and sisters. <laughs> the others he didn't really get along with. But I it was so rewarding getting him uh, after such a, a dark uh, dark time with Fredo passing away. But he is... We got lucky. He's a, he's a really How good do Ron and... Uh, who, Sophie's still left, right? Yes. Okay. How do Ron and Sophie get along? They've achieved a tenuous balance. Okay. Yeah. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. They're, it's evolving. They're learning it other exactly so the road you you tired of the road you tired of going out on the road i don't know what day it is what time it is yeah the lakers this just ended a stretch where they played 16 of 22 on the road and we're back out friday now isn't there some point where we're going to get a ton of home games to make up for this that we had we had a bunch in november and now what we have moving forward is pretty much a balanced schedule and the grammy trip is still going to happen right you know the are the Grammys, Grammys here are, this year? They moved them to Vegas. Grammys are at crypto this year. Okay. So that's I'm guessing that's the trip we take at the end of the month when we go to Boston, New York, um, you know, that that type of deal. Yeah, February the fifth, four PM, crypto.com arena. Um and yeah, I'm gonna be yeah, the Lakers are the first team back in. They're back in on the seventh. So yeah, that's the week uh the week before that. We're in Boston, both New Yorks, Indiana, and New Orleans, and then back. But uh yeah, it's been the weirdest schedule we've ever had. And yeah. and uh, the bad news, if you haven't heard this yet, yeah. is I was looking forward to tonight because LeBron has really been unbelievable. Unreal. Eleven games in a row where he's just worth the price of admission. Yeah. Not playing tonight non-COVID illness, which is too bad because Miami's been playing really well. Miami has won four out of their last six, including a win over us. And they're coming, you know, they've been here since Sunday. They beat the Clippers on Monday. And now we have no AD, no LeBron trying to take down Miami. Won't be easy. Um, Won't happen. Well, you never know. (laughs) Did you see what happened last night? Okay, this was the weirdest game of the year in the NBA. Boston, who has the best record in the league, playing at OKC. And right before the game, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who by miles is the best oh, player on the Thunder. He's unbelievable. Goes down. Takes himself out. So no SGA. You figure Celtics by 20. Right. The Thunder absolutely destroyed him. Beat him like 150 to 120. Most points they've ever scored in a game. Like, everybody made So what do they shot. call that? Like, missing man theory? Ewing theory. Y- Ewing yeah, theory, that's Bill Simmons right. calls that the Ewing theory. Your best guy goes down and everybody goes, oh, I can shoot whenever I want. Right. And they all go in. Not saying it's going to happen tonight, just saying it's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a... The the LeBron story has been fascinating to follow over the break. Um, you know, basically at one point he said, "Well, scoring thirty points isn't enough, so I'm going to try scoring forty points." Then went yeah. out and scored forty points a game. Um, but that, uh, you want to get to that? Yeah, that quote last week, the one about I don't want to play basketball just to play basketball without a championship caliber team. It's not in my DNA. Well, here's here's a little more background on what you're talking about over his last 11 games he's averaging 34 points on 58 percent shooting and the team has gone six and five right so i think what his thing is saying if, if we're not going to compete for a title it doesn't really mean anything to me so hopefully they'll get him some help um yeah i mean that was clearly he was lobbying a message to rob palenka and the powers that be saying get me some help uh it's not as easy as just to say it i mean the lakers only have those two first round picks once they fire that shot correct it is over that's the only yes. that's the only chip By the in way, the they game do have one other asset that ramona reminded me about after new orleans does the pick swap the Lakers will have New Orleans pick in the upcoming draft. Right. They can't trade it right now. Yeah. They can't trade it until the draft, but they will have that additional first-round draft pick to potentially be able to use to package something this summer. Right, but you said the key thing, they can't trade it now. Right. So, no. you know, that doesn't help them now. No, it does not help them. Uh, I honestly 
took that LeBron quote as and here. Okay, so I'm going to do two things. First of all, uh, LeBron has to say stuff after every single game, right? right? And he's he's trying to say he he's doing the dance with the reporters. He's saying stuff and nuggets and all that stuff. Um, I took it's not in my DNA quote to mean, you know, I'm not sure after this season this is where I'm going to be. I'm not sure that this is where I want to stay. If we can't compete for championships, if we don't have a championship caliber team, I don't want to play basketball just to play basketball. I think that's fair. I I think you've read that exactly how he meant it. Um, So the question is, if you're Rob Palenka, do you just wait for AD? I can't believe you didn't push back on that. You think I I got it right? No, yeah, I do. If, If I mean, if they miss the playoffs this year, does LeBron ask for a trade at the end of the season? Maybe. Uh, I'd say, yeah, maybe. You know, that would be two years in a row of missing the playoffs. Um, but I don't know. Um, and Rob said on Media Day that he's going to do everything he possibly can to get LeBron into a championship window before he retires. And so far, he's been unable to do it. Yeah, he's not there. So let's see. A lot could happen between now and the end of the year. But. Every game LeBron and AD miss, you become a step closer to missing the playoffs because yes. the West is really good. It is good. So hopefully those guys get healthy and, and get Anthony back. Anthony Davis, we don't have I, – I, I heard Slee was say it's probably not one week, it's probably not two weeks. I think it is two weeks. You think it's two weeks? I don't know anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back mid-January. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. While they're treading water, Yeah. tonight without LeBron, it's going to be tough. They're a game and a half out of the plan. Oh, wait, you tell us no, no, last they're, night. They're a half a game, half out, of the a game plan. out of the plane. Yeah. Right. yeah, they're right there. Yeah. All right, uh, coming up next, I want to do a couple things. First of all, College Football National Championship game is coming up on Monday. I have tickets. Yeah, I'll now, t- talk to you, okay. update on that. I was wondering what you can do. And, and by the way, let us mention that we're, we're following the Hamlin situation, and if anything happens, uh, any news at all, We'll update you. Yeah. We're not. We're moving on from to do more regular yes. shows just because we kind of have to, but we're we're still thinking about him and and, and by the way, the story. reports are at least overnight that he did improve, according to his friend. I think it's Kevin Rooney is his friend who sort sort of served as a spokesperson for him and the family during this period. Um, what is it? Jordan Rooney. Yeah, Jordan Kevin Rooney, Rooney was that. the had something to do with tyson didn't he i, I, I want to sounds, right. sounds like it came yeah, from jordan boxing. rooney jordan yeah. rooney all right uh coming up next for you uh we'll do that plus i want to uh we missed the opportunity to do this during yesterday's show because of the circumstances but did you happen to see cnn on new year's eve no okay i got a little i know that andy cohen and uh anderson cooper did it again yeah i i've got a little clip for you uh, from Kevin Hart from that show. We'll do that coming up next. Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN, and we are joined right now by the head coach. Oh, he's calling in moments, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, uh, the uh, game, I did not go to the game at SoFi on Sunday, but uh, we, what? Did, we did not. It was a Chargers home game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Now, oh, and this weekend's a Seattle home game. Yeah, they're at Seattle, and yeah. that's the end of the season. So I had tickets to see... Broncos Chargers in Denver this Sunday. Oh, really? And I bailed. 
Yeah, it's going to be like 20 degrees. And it's a game between two teams. That, Are you going to be in Denver? Is yeah. That, oh, okay. Yeah, we fly. We, we play in Sacramento Saturday night. Then after the game, we fly to Denver. And then we have an off day Sunday. And then we play the Nuggets Monday night. And I was going to go to check out the stadium, yeah. but it's going to be 20 degrees and neither team has anything to play for. Rams, right. Broncos. So I don't know who we would even the see. Chargers, Broncos. Chargers, Broncos. Yeah. yeah, and Chargers are already in. Yeah, exactly. All right, joining us right now is the head coach of the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams, Coach Sean McVay. Coach, how you doing, man? I'm good. How you guys doing? Uh, we're good, Sean. Right. And we have not talked to you. I'm sure you've talked about this um, in, in your other media sessions, but, but let's ask you. Um, the DeMar Hamlin situation is is obviously the nightmare that no coach ever wants to go through. Um, you, you of course, know Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor. I don't know if you saw it live. I don't know if you heard about it after the game. But what was your reaction when you saw what happened? You know, first of all, it's a, it's a terrible thing. You know, DeMar and, and his family and, and him are in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, it's one of those things that, man, what a perspective it creates because, you know, sometimes you sit there and, you know, you get so immersed in just the competition and, and, and this game, and then, you know, the dose of reality sets in, uh, the sacrifice that these players make and uh, the risk that they take, and, and really, you know, it's just uh, it's a gut check. Um, the emotions that you feel are just, you know, they're, they're just terrible. When you look at the emotions that the players and the coaches and the people that were there felt, um, and then as this thing continues, you know, it just, it just creates a perspective of how much bigger – uh, it is, you know, when you're talking about the life and, and, and all the different things and, you know, you just pray for a full recovery for him. And, and it's, uh, it's one of the terrible things that, that we've seen, but I did think that in the midst of a terrible thing, you saw it handled as well as it possibly could be in terms of canceling the game, being empathetic to all the different emotions that so many people are continuing to feel. And, um, you know, sometimes you see the, the good in humanity when unfortunate, terrible things like this occur. You played uh, high school ball in Georgia. You played at Miami of Ohio. You've been a coach in the NFL for years now. Have you ever witnessed anything up approaching this? No, I've not, I've never seen anything even close to it. Um, you know, and and that's where it's just it's chilling. You feel so many different emotions, and I think as much as anything, you want to make sure that uh, that you're empathetic, you're listening, and you're learning from your players and how they feel about this and and especially those that are uh, close to DeMar and his family and himself are at the uh, you know front of our minds always. Sean McVay, coach of the Rams, is with us. Sean, you've got some, you know, the most famous one, obviously, is Aaron Donald. You've got some pit guys in your world um, that I'm sure are affected by this. Your job is to get ready to go play Seattle this weekend, and I'm sure that's what you're doing. But in the back of your mind, are you kind of thinking this could go either way? The NFL hasn't announced if they're going to change the schedule. I'm sure they're checking with the Players Association. But what's your feeling about this coming weekend? You think it's going to happen? You know, I, 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 I'm, we're just going, uh, you know, normal standard operating procedure. We're moving forward as if we're playing. Um, but you don't minimize the seriousness of what occurred. You talk to your team. You make sure that you're understanding of all the different things that they're feeling so that you can really listen and, and, and help them handle this as whatever they feel is best and, and equip them with all the resources, whether that's us being there for them as coaches, their teammates being there, you know, and then we've got a bunch of special people that can kind of help navigate through uh, these challenging times, whether it's, you know, therapists, whether it's, you know, team pastors, there's, there's so many different avenues and we want to make sure that we're providing all the resources for people to heal and, and uh, you know, be honest with their emotions and, and then be able to move forward accordingly. But that certainly is, is first and foremost, and then the game is secondary. So we've talked to you about this over the course of the last uh, number of weeks, uh, that uh, this is sort of an opportunity for guys to shine, for uh, to be on the radar for next year, to be able to contribute for next year. Uh, some guys, uh, you know, Michael Hoyt's been really good. Uh, Kobe Durant has been really good. Uh, Tutu Atwell has been really good. Ta- talk about this sort of this process and this idea that these guys are going to be able to contribute next year? Yeah, I think you, you, you mentioned a lot of guys. Um, I think you're seeing the, you know, reemergence or Cam Akers play like he's capable of doing a lot of really good things. Bryson Hopkins is another guy that comes to mind as a young player that is getting opportunities and capitalizing on them. And so, you know, our goal is, is let's, uh, you know, let's continue to play to the best of our ability. Let's, 
adjust the, you know, with the different things that, that have been kind of presented to us this year. And, and let's go see if we can finish this season uh, off on a high note. And I'm very appreciative of the way the guys have continued to work um, in the midst of what has been an incredibly challenging season. Uh, Sean McVay is with us. Coach, answer this any way you want. I know you played Buffalo right at the start of the season. You just played the Chargers. Those are two teams heading for the playoffs. Who's the best team you've seen in person this year, in your opinion? You know, I think it's hard to say. I think so much involves as the season goes. I mean, you mentioned two really good teams. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that I could really point out one, and that's the beauty of the NFL because it's really who plays the best in that three-hour window of time. The best team doesn't always win, but the team that plays the best in the time that you're allotted does. And, um, you know, we've seen that a lot. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of teams that are legitimate contenders to, to do what, uh, you know, some teams have been fortunate enough to do in the past. So you faced uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers on Sunday. What, what's your evaluation of him? I think he's excellent. Um, about his accuracy, his anticipation, his decisiveness, his ability to be able to utilize the playmakers around him. I think Joe Lombardi and their offensive staff do an excellent job of, of being able to play to their players' skill sets. I thought Austin Eckler was tremendous, but – um, I think Justin Herbert is one of the, you know, rising stars. You know, he's already established himself as a star. I mean, he's done things that are unprecedented in the first few years of his career and now leading the team to the playoffs. And when you got the right guy at the switch, you've always got a chance. Sean, assuming you guys play, it's going to be the last game of the season. Uh, do you then right away, like Monday of next week, start planning for next year, or do you take any downtime at all to kind of go over what happened and and you know maybe maybe detox a little bit about what was what you've you've talked about it with us. It's it, it's just been in, it, nobody could have predicted what what got thrown at you guys this year, and the season didn't go the way anybody wanted it to. Um, how soon will you start working on next year? Yeah, I think you know you have to be mindful of all the decisions that need to be made, and you know those are things that you try to be uh, you know time considerate for the amount of people that are affected by it. So you know those are things that take place in the week and the couple weeks after the season, and then and then you take a step back and and then you hit the ground running again. So um, you know we'll uh, we'll take care of the necessary things, and then we'll be able to move forward accordingly after we kind of check the players out and. Uh, and then see uh, which direction we move forward with with a lot of things, uh, you know, as it relates to next year. After that evaluation, you got any big trips planned, anything like that? Don't have anything planned right now. I, you, you know, unfortunately, this is uh, not the norm. Usually you're hoping to play late into January and in early February, so this is <laughs> yeah yeah uh well coach we appreciate you coming on with us each and every week and uh and it's it's obviously not the it's not last year let's put it that way yeah. it, it's kind of the opposite so uh no, no you're telling me let yeah. me tell you about that one um okay. but uh but most of all we appreciate you coming on yeah, with us every week lot, and man. answering our questions and uh, we'll be rooting for you win lose or draw on sunday that sounds great i appreciate it guys. okay cool happy new year coach uh, there's uh, Coach Sean McVay. And I think uh, we had to dump it, but if you were listening on the stream, I think he summed up the season perfectly. Don't you? Yeah. He really nailed it. Yeah. You guys hit the dump button on that? Sure did. All yeah. right. All right. I hope so, or else we're all going to be in a Yeah, we'd office. all be in trouble. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Travis and Sleewer are getting – are they getting uh, dressed down right now in Boss Amanda's boss? That would could have been us had you guys not hit the dump button. Is that what's going on? By the way, uh, today I had a wonderful moment where uh, one of our salespeople walked into the conference room where I normally get uh, ready for stuff. Right. And I said, hi, Sam. And she said, it's Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> But that's uh, th- well. That's you. And you I haven't said, gotten a name right in twenty I years. I said, I, I, they're both blondes. I thought, I thought maybe I was talking. To, it was. Wait a minute. It was, it, was you, it was Tiffany Silva. Yeah. You don't know who that is? No. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. How did you not know? Uh, I mean, she's been like, here for a like a year. Height difference too. There's yeah. a height difference, right? Yes. Yeah, I get that. Now I see that. But well, both, now you do. They're both blonde, so yeah. that was part of what threw Your me off. Facial blindness. Well, I have that facial happened. blindness. Well, apparently, like, facial blindness like Brad Pitt. Yeah, apparently. Uh, all right, uh, coming up next, I'll do that uh, Kevin Hart New Year's thing. Uh, plus, on top of that, uh, Berg, gonna... Bergman is is apparently moonlighting with my wife. We'll do I, that. I don't know why she or wasn't how. supposed to tell you. And John. we yeah. will spin the wheel of questions too. Coming up, Mason in Ireland, seven ten ESPN. 
right, here we go. Wheel of questions. First one for 2023. I guess it's it's not really, it's not a morbid question. Uh, what is the first thing when you arrive at the pearly gates, what would you like God to say to you? First thing God says to you when you get to the pearly gates. Your tea time is at seven. Oh, uh, yeah. I like That's that. That's what I would like. I like that. <laughs> Bergman? Uh, Pearly Gates, what do you want God to say? Hello, Mr. Bergman. Miss, Mrs. Robbie is right over there for you. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I, ho- I hope for your sake it's Ms. Yeah. Robbie. Ms. Oh, Robbie. Well, that exactly. Yeah. But Ms., Mrs., in the Pearly Gates, everything's free. Everything's free. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are you? What about you, Jorge? Uh, welcome. There's a lot we have to talk about. So welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boss Amanda, what about you? I hope you're renting, not buying. Yeah. <laughs> well done, my child. Nice. That's well done. Uh, I like that. Uh, for me, it's like... Uh, uh, St. Peter's going to say, uh, I feel like I know you. I listen to the Culture Pop podcast. Uh, That's what I would like to hear. Uh, I uh, I thought you were going to say, what are you doing here? <laughs> how, did you, how did you get in? What in the world? Uh, so there you have it. There's your wheel of questions. Just a little one today. All right. So uh, Bergman, I yes. was gone for basically all of December. You were gone for a very long and, time. And uh, I hear you have uh, you've taken up the uh, the sport of tennis while I'm I gone. Have. Now, I have. And and how did and and you actually kicked my wife off of a court, which yes. I'm ve- I'm very proud of you for. <laughs> You're very so yeah. we yes. She, I was, the, her and her friends are all elitists. They think they can just take a court and nobody will come. How did up you to get them. into Lisa Ireland's fancy club? So it was so Bill Ryder was a, a member only thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bill's a member. Yeah, he's a member there. So I went down there. He asked me to come play tennis with him. So I did, and we had an 11:30 time. Apparently. At 11 o'clock, Lisa Ireland was on the same exact course. Oh. Well, without a reservation, she just thinks the world so will, she just rolls will in. bow to her. Yeah. And thank God Bill and Greg said, get the hell so off Bill our court. So Bill walks onto it. We walk onto it and say, um, excuse me, this is our court. And they say, oh, no, no, we're here till 12. Said, no, 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 no. Look at the time, 11.30. This is our court. Wow. Get off the court. Get off the court. <laughs> and I said, oh, look, it's Lisa Ireland. Hi, how are you, Lisa? Uh, you know, I want to take Lisa <laughs> up on an offer. Of the many she's made of to you, I'm scared. Made. I'm scared where this might go. I would like to go to the fancy tennis club, but to play pickleball. Yeah, she'll, she'll would Lisa play. take me to play pickleball? Yeah, yeah I've for wanted sure. to play. They've converted four of the courts into pickleball courts because it's just basically baby tennis, right? Yeah, it's just the courts. And it's easy. You don't have to run. You can kind of stand me. in place. That's me. I'm it's, good at standing in place. It's Let's go advanced play. ping pong. Yeah, advanced ping pong. Will you yeah. play, John? Will you play? Yeah, I have played. Yeah. yeah. So like if the four of us went and go played at the Manhattan Beach Club. Sure. You'll play. Well, the best thing is I have an account there, so then you can eat. We can. Oh, we, we, nice. oh Like I say, we play pickleball for 20 minutes and then go to the bar. And drink. I'm totally in on that. Yeah. yeah. You, you can have a gummy. What about uh, Saturday? Everybody good on Saturday? Well, I'm going to be in Sacramento, oh. but- uh, but Everybody pretty, else good on Saturday? Pretty soon. Yeah, Lisa will take you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're uh, go Saturday. We won't kick her off this time if she plays with us. Yeah. Oh, and drinks with a different us date, Man, I might be there. Oh, oh no, oh, don't you do that. <laughs> I've taught you well. <laughs> yes, sir. If it was oh, any other day. day. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so uh, New Year's Eve, we celebrate uh, New York New Year's. So do I. Yeah. We're, we're, but I was in Atlanta, so I, I, I did the regular. You did the, oh, really? Yeah. Did you hit the clubs? No. The players probably did, but I I watched that that unbelievable football game. Ohio State and okay. Georgia ran right into midnight. So I I came across this crazy piece, uh, piece of sound. Do you realize that that kid, the Ohio State kid, missed the, the field kicker goal at exactly midnight? At exactly midnight. Yeah. Exactly when the ball came down. Yeah, and everybody's killing that kid. Terrible way to start yeah. the year if you're that kid. So, anyways, I, I watched uh, Andy Cohen and uh, Anderson Cooper. And they did they drink or not drink? They were not allowed to drink. That's a dumb rule. But Kevin Hart made an appearance. Okay. And Kevin was very clear about his feelings with CNN. I know. What's happening? Yeah, we're. What is we happening were, we were, right yeah. now? You know what? Yeah. You, I mean, uh, t- you, you guys us. can't say anything you about it, us. but I can. I can say things about it. This is absolute bull. I don't like it one bit. Okay, I'm gonna say what you want to say. This is absolute bull. I don't. I can't believe this. I'm with. I'm with Hart. Happy uh, Happy New Year in advance, guys. I know. Happy New Year. Um, Go ahead. Hey, I know you. By the way. We're not doing tequila shots, but I know you, you have can. your tequila there, and I know you wanted to, you to, can do to a have shot. a shot. 
what I've you, tasted what you, what your tequila. Yeah, he's got he's got uh, tequila, and they got a good promo in for it. But Kevin well, the Hart- highlight of New Year's Eve a year ago yes. was it's not dirty it's without Steve Perry. Perry. You're the worst mayor ever. Yeah. Good riddance. I watch Andy Cohen's. It's my guilty pleasure. I know. I've told watch people. what happens live. Nobody believes me when I say John Ireland actually went to a taping of Watch What Happened. Oh no! Not it was only live. went to it. Uh, was the highlight of my year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but but uh, CNN, I I you know they've got new management. Anytime new management, well, we need to be responsible. We can't drink. It's New Year's Eve. Right, right. Come on. I mean, you basically took headline news and did a West Wing ma- a marathon for four days. Is that what they did? Yeah. Was that, was that well, HLN that did it? Yeah. There were so many marathons over the break. I, well, did I, you watch the Godfather marathon? Yeah, on, and I watched the Las Vegas marathon. Did you watch the Rocky marathon on AMC? No, but I've oh. seen it before. So we got to Rocky Four. Uh, I, I slip it around, we get to Rocky Four. And uh, and I'm like, it's the Is end of the fight. Is that with Drago? He's just knocked out Drago. Okay. And I'm like, Juan has never seen it. I'm like, Juan, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I waited for that moment, and then Stallone did it. If you can change right. and I can change, then we all can change. Such a classic moment. Um, and that was in the movie. Yeah. They fought on Christmas Day in Moscow, In Moscow, right? exactly. Yeah. By the way, this Friday on AMC, Jaws 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. There were five Jaws. There were five Jaws, yeah. Were, Jaws any, one, of, two, three, four, were five. any of them after Jaws, the original, any good? Uh, Jaws 2 had Scheider again, uh, uh, Roy Scheider and uh, and Richard Dreyfus again. Okay. Uh, Robert then, Shaw had passed away. Well, he got... Well, yo, that's true. He couldn't have been in it anyway. He got eaten, yeah. Yeah. He'd also passed away. Uh, and then Jaws 3 was 3D. And it was Morgan oh Freeman was in it. Oh, no. Boy, that's a career low Morgan light. Freeman and Michael Caine in Jaws 3D. Yeah, every once in a while you'll find an actor that went on to great fame that just was was working their way up, like yep. Michelle Pfeiffer in Grease 2. Grease 2! Yeah, which was really, really bad. Um, Caddyshack 2 was with Jackie Mason. Yeah, right? Jackie Mason. Really, really bad. Right, right. Yeah. Every once in a while, people will be forced to take a paycheck movie. I love a good marathon, man. I love a good marathon during the uh, during the break. So um, I wanted to uh, to get to uh, the USC Trojans, John. I watched that game. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible to lose it. I did. But they do not tackle. I, w- I would just tell you that right now. They don't tackle anybody. No, no. And you know you know what Lincoln Riley's record as a head coach is in bowl games? No. One in five. And, he and gives that up- includes at least one college football playoff game, right? And he gives up an average of 42 points a game. He just doesn't spend any time on the defensive side of the ball. Well, he doesn't, but here's the thing. So Alex Grinch, who's uh, the defensive coordinator, um, Remember when Pete was here, Monty Kiffin was a huge draw. People right. wanted to play for Monty Kiffin. Right. Um, well, and he had he had kind of an all-star team. He had Sark and Lane on the offensive side, yes. and he had Orgeron and Monty as recruiters, yep. and he had kind of an all-star team. Remember for the first few years, he had Norm Chow. Yeah, Norm Chow's offensive yeah, so coordinator. Yeah, so Pete always had like really big assistants. So if I'm Lincoln Riley, and I'm a Trojan fan, if I'm Lincoln Riley – and I see what our defense did all year long was was to give up points and yardage to teams that weren't as good as us, whether it was Rice or it was Oregon State or it was Utah or it was Tulane. Why not? You have all the resources in the world. Why not go get a premier defensive coordinator? Well, not. I, I'm with you. I think their defense is broken, but... Did you know this? This surprised me. Hmm. They led the nation in turnover margin. Right. Yes. Plus twenty-two, which is normally the whole ball game. But I think that's a little misleading because Caleb never turns it over. Yeah, never turns it through. I think you through know, one interception. Through a oh, weird he threw inter- one. He threw a weird one against Tulane, but he ended he up with two interceptions for the year. Yeah. I mean, maybe three. And they and they've there was a game. I think maybe the Rice game where they had four interceptions. Their turnover margin at one point was plus fifteen. It ended up plus twenty. What did you say? Two plus twenty two. Yeah, number one in the nation. But normally seriously. that's like what Pete used to do. So I, I went through but the. Remember, e- Pete was a defensive guy. Defensive guy. So I go through the ESPN top three hundred. Uh, prospects for this coming uh year yeah and all of usc's best ones are offense offense yeah that's uh, lincoln there are two 
defensive players in the top 300 that are committed to USC. And didn't their best defensive player just leave school early? I think that he announced today he was going to the draft. Is it so, Tui? Yeah. He's going, to the, he's going to the draft. Yeah. He so, was the defensive player of the year in the past. By the way, go figure that. Defensive yeah. player of the year in the conference is a player well, from a terrible defense. If you're forcing turnovers, and they clearly are, I mean, their whole problem is tackling. Yeah. You know, they, they're ball hawks. They're good at that. But they just, I mean, even you go back, even the games they won, the UCLA game. Yep. Um, the Utah game. I mean, the defense just got worse and worse every week. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't go out and pay top dollar for a defensive coordinator, but I'm not sure who that is. Um, it, you know, do you go out and get an established guy that's been in a lot of places, or do you go try and find a young up-and-comer? You go to the NFL? You go to the NFL, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, if if you can find somebody that, that you know, is better than Grinch, and but when, I would imagine you could. When the Trojans were up 15 with four minutes left, Juan said, okay, we can turn this one off. I'm yeah, they've like, never oh, blown. Believe me. Yeah. We can't turn this one off. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this team play all year. We cannot turn this one off. And if you looked at the crowd shots when they showed USC people, yeah, they, were they were all just like, not again. Oh, rolling their eyes like this is happening again. I'll tell you what, though. For a first year, Lincoln Riley killed it. Oh, I mean, I know it didn't end the way we wanted to. Not with It ended on two losses, the Utah loss and the Tulane loss, yep. which, which are what people are going to remember. But remember at the beginning of the year, we were saying if he wins 10 games, he's going to be Prince of the City, and he won 11. No, exactly. Um, and I, you tell me if I'm guilty of spur of the moment here. I think Caleb Williams is the best college quarterback I've ever seen. I, I think he's got Andrew Luck's arm with Vince Young's legs. I've said it repeatedly. He's the best college football quarterback I've seen I mean, all you, year For me, his escapability yeah, is just for a joke. me. It used to be Andrew Luck. Like I watched that guy, and I thought that guy's going to be a huge star in the NFL. I I feel stronger about Caleb than I did about Luck because Caleb has Luck's arm strength, but he also doesn't. I mean, he just he 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 has what Bobby Ross used to tell us. He has great evade. Yeah, you know, great he can evade. just if the if the the whole rush is coming at him, you go, oh, he's dead. Just throw it away. And not only does he not throw away, he just runs around until one of his receivers gets open, and then he throws a laser he's, to he's him. He's pointing him over here. You go over there. Well, and then, I think I got you here. And then when he throws it, you're like, that guy's not open. And the next thing you know, it's a touchdown. Right, and you're 10 seconds into the play. All the patterns have broken down, and everybody's just running to an open spot. And he spot. did that. In, I mean, he threw for more yards than he ever has before in the Cotton Bowl. 500-plus and five touchdowns. And did it on a bad hamstring. Yes, yeah, so uh, I, I'm very anxious to see what he does next year. Although I've got some, I want to bring up something about Caleb Williams uh, coming up next. Plus, uh, John, are you familiar with the whole Nepo baby conversation? No, I don't even know what okay. it is. Uh, we'll talk. Also, about- I want to play. You know, we we. Oh yeah, we got a bunch. We of stuff. live in a world of gotcha. It, we live in a world where everybody wants to cancel people. A sports announcer, a play-by-play guy, said something. And I'm going to play it for you, and I want you to tell me if you think he can survive it. Okay. If you think he'll get a second chance. Right now, his status is suspended, suspended. indefinitely. Yeah. We'll play it for you, and we'll talk about whether or not he can survive it. Okay. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN.